If you are a singer and you're thinking about joining a choir, you definitely want to check out this podcast. If you are a singer and you're already in a choir, you really need to listen to this podcast. And if you're a choral director, you're going to love this podcast. Today, I am talking to artistic director of Harbortown Sound, Mr. Jordan Travis. Welcome to the Full Voice Podcast. Resources for private, classroom, and choral music programs. And here's your host, Nikki Loney. We are talking to a friend, a colleague of mine. Uh, his name is Jordan Travis, and he is from Burlington, Ontario, Canada. And Jordan, well, you're not from, you live. I live here. I live you in live Burlington. Here. I was originally not born pretty close to here and brought up in Mississauga. Oh, okay. And then came to Burlington um, about eight years ago, nine years ago. Nice, so, nice. Yeah. So uh, Jordan is the owner of the CompleteSinger.ca. Yeah. You have a fantastic website, Woo-hoo. by the way. Thank I, you. And uh, I'm going to put all the links to all your information. Oh, fantastic. On our page so everybody can check Great. out stuff. So I'm just going to uh, give everybody just uh, a list of how amazing you are. Here. And I'm going to start blushing, but you won't be able to you see it. You won't see it. See, that's... that's the beauty of podcasts. <laughs> and also we're in our pajamas, so it's all fantastic. <laughs> so you are obviously a singer. Yes. You yep. are a conductor, a voice coach. You are a uh, music director. You are a, uh, where, what's the word I'm looking for here? Um, artistic director. You have you are you have worked with vocal groups. All across this planet. Yeah, I've I've been told that. <laughs> <laughs> There's record that you've been all there over the world. There is record, which probably is, on Facebook somewhere. <laughs> which is amazing, and you. Uh, you are the artistic director to a wonderful group, a local group here, yep. Harbor Town Sound. That's correct. Yeah. And I, I actually have uh, students that have performed with you or with your group. Yeah. And they they love you. They think you're amazing, and um, uh, I. Hear nothing but good things cool. about you, awesome. and um, you're you've really created a niche for yourself with with acapella singing, Definitely. with barbershop singing. Yep. And can you just give us kind of an idea uh, about how all this got started? Yeah. Uh, so uh, I kind of I guess I have to blame this on my dad. Uh, when I was about nine years old. Uh, he went out to a local barbershop chorus in Oakville, and we were in Mississauga at the time. And uh, he joined uh, this chorus and uh, came home, and they have learning tracks. So a lot of choirs that you belong to, they, they want you to uh, be able to sight read or things like that. And this chorus didn't have that. And uh, so they, they gave him what they call a learning track. So it's kind of his part predominant. And uh, at the time, I was a boy soprano, and uh, <laughs> uh, so he came home with this learning track. He 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 was a bass, and uh, I would sing about three octaves higher than him, <laughs> so I knew all the bass parts, um, very high. And uh, so, I mean, I always enjoyed singing in school, yeah. kind of thing, but nothing formal, nothing like a children's choir, kind of involved in sports like you would expect from a young guy. And right. and so um, he he joined. And uh, I really, I really liked it. I kind of fell in love with the harmony and the camaraderie. And uh, when I was mm, about a year after that, it was when I was about ten or eleven. Uh, I would start to go for half nights 
uh, it was close enough to home where he would at, at break time he would drive me home and then go That's back. So nice. And then yeah, and then when I was uh, 12, uh, the director and the music team there said, you know what, we're comfortable with him. If you're comfortable with him staying, and that was the beginning of, of kind of. Uh, in getting immersed in music and, and kind of falling in love with music and specifically this style of music. And so I, I joined with a whole bunch of extra fathers and grandfathers who I'm all still in touch with uh, pretty much now. And uh, it's, it was a really great experience and a great, um, a great kind of stepping stone into this genre of music. That's, yeah. that's an amazing story. Yeah. That you've, you've definitely put in your 10,000 hours. Uh, I, yeah, I would at, imagine so. If you started at 12, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. That is unbelievable. Yeah. So um, we, uh, I, have, I, have a, um, um, I have a quote here from, I, I was on your website, and there's this great quote I took from your testimonials because I uh -oh. thought this was why <laughs> you know it's good it's all good it's all good but it says Jordan Travis is the complete package he knows the voice he knows the singer and he knows music Jordan quickly hears what his students most need and his techniques actually cause the voice to make an immediate change for the better I study with him, so should you. And this is from Jeffrey Mitchell Taylor, who has yeah. his doctorate of musical arts, and he's a music yeah. critic for the Toronto Star. Like, you cannot buy... I, I tell you, I'm, I'm you a very fortunate You cannot buy guy. that kind of testimonial. Yeah. So yeah. you are in high regard, and I am so pleased. And I also know um. you're a crazy busy... Gentlemen, it's been it's it's been crazy busy, but this week is fantastic. So okay, well I'm, that's I'm, good. I'm that's so good. This is the perfect timing, actually. And I met you. Um, you came to. Uh, I met you this year. You came yeah. to one of our workshops, Very, uh, full yes. voice workshop. Yeah. And one of the reasons I love doing workshops is because you connect with yeah, other voice professionals. Be, yes. And we always end up having great conversations, and we did. Definitely. I remember that. I think the workshop ended, and then we were talking we were chatting for, for hours yeah, after. A, a long time afterwards and, and uh, it was so wonderful yeah. so thank you so much for joining oh, us today so uh the question went out to uh i i sent a, a question out to a lot of my colleagues many of them choral directors but yeah. i also sent the same question to many of my adult students who have ex a lot of choral experience so yeah. the question was what are the traits what are the characteristics that make someone a really uh great uh, member of a chorus, a choir member. Definitely. So, now before we get started, let's just eliminate the obvious. So, the top things were obviously you gotta love to sing. Sure. Yeah. You have to be enthusiastic. Yes. And you have to commit. Like you can't be a flake. Yeah. Yeah. So those are Definitely. the top three. Yeah. But I have to tell you the interesting thing that came up: no one, not one person on my list said you have to be an amazing singer. Yeah, and I, I would agree with that 100%. Um, so, so tell me, tell me, like you audition for Harbor Town Sound. We do, and and for for our organization, uh, our audition process is more to find out if people have the potential to learn and if people have the willingness to learn and to grow. Um, meaning, uh, we'll have them audition uh, a song in a quartet environment, so four people, they have to have their part alone. So we, we need to know that they're, they're able to take the learning resources that we have, mm -hmm. music and learning tracks, mm -hmm. and that they're able to recreate those uh, in, a, in a setting. 
uh, and we try to make them as comfortable as possible. Um, but a big portion of, of our session with that person is uh, coaching that person. So we will actually coach them um, and help them through the process and even during the process have a bit of a coaching session. And if they're kind of reluctant to take advice and take learning and, and we see some form of change, even if it's small change, then typically we don't know if they're the right person for our organization um, because our organization is, is a big portion of it is based on coaching and learning and growing. Mm -hmm. And if, if someone is not interested in that, we're probably not the chorus for them. And one of, one of the responses that I got was really interesting and, and they had said, you know, singing in a choir is like the ultimate in teamwork. In, oh, in being, hundred percent, hundred percent. So, so no divas allowed. <laughs> yeah, and, and it's it's. Uh, I mean, obviously, you have people who have personalities that are are just vibrant, and 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 you know they ha they may have solo training, but in, in this game, and specifically the kind of uh, singing that we do, it's a cappella, meaning no instruments at all, uh, and. Uh, uh, you want the sound to be clean you want the sound you want each section to sound like it's one voice rather than you know a whole bunch of people singing at you right. they're trying to find that unity right. and that unity is really really important to our style of music and um so the the solo kind of just blasting through something <laughs> that you can imagine just doesn't really work or cut it so it's it's kind of trying to find uh, utilize all the skills that you would as a good soloist, mm -hmm. but apply ensemble skills on top of that, uh, uh, so that it's not just it's not just you we're talking about. It's it's everybody yeah. and how how you fit into the whole the whole uh, entity. Nice. Yeah. 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 I I know with because I'm in the private studio mostly, but uh, so but and I always tell my singers, choral singing is much different than solo singing, and there's a whole bunch of other listening skills that Correct. you really, really yeah. need. And yeah. the other thing that you had put in your email, which I really uh, was, I thought was awesome, is uh, you you don't want to sing against the other people. You're yeah. not fighting them. You're not fighting them. We're all on the same team <laughs> here. We team. all, you know, <laughs> basically we all want the same product. We all want an amazing product, and mm -hmm. we all want our audiences to to be uh, blown away with the product that, that we're producing. So it's really, really important that um, we're singing with all the other people around us. And uh, too often, I think people sing against mm -hmm. and, and they kind of, you know, kind of bulldoze their way through yeah. uh, rather than say, you know, I'm part of this team. And, and it's uh, uh, for, for many of our singers in our chorus and many choruses, the result that we get as a team is greater than any of us would get individually. Nice, and, yeah. And so when you think like that, and when you have that mentality of, you know, the ovation and the, the presence that we have as a team, it's just so much stronger than any of us individually, this kind of gestalt. The sum is, the sum is <laughs> yes. better than, you know, yes, or the, 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 you know that kind of feeling. Um, um, that is what's important. Nice, so, nice. Yeah. And uh, the other the other comment you put, which made me laugh, but I, I totally get it. And but I want you to, I want you to expand on it. So you said you have one mouth and two ears, 
and use that in that proportion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I think so. we know where you're going with this, but I think this is a good reminder. So I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that we've got probably people listening to this who are thinking of joining a chorus, yes. but hopefully we have people that maybe are in a chorus. Maybe they need to be reminded of these <laughs> things. So let's just touch on that because that came up a lot. Cool. A lot of, a lot of people that respond, a lot of my choral directors and, and voice professionals, it wasn't about being a great singer. It wasn't about, it was about listening. Listening, and, yeah, and, very much and so. And keeping your mouth shut. Yeah, <laughs> so we, we do that. Uh, so, so I think that kind of applies to a couple things. So uh, that I heard that saying very early in, in when, I, when I first started. And what they had said was... Uh, God gave you two, you know, two ears and a mouth, and use them in that 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 proportion. But but basically, uh, while you're singing, obviously, you know, you have two ears. So open those ears up while you're singing and listen to the ensemble, so that you are part of the ensemble. But in addition to it, you know, whenever um, whenever uh, something happens, uh, say the conductor cuts you off or or whatever the the case may be. The first, your first instinct should be to try and listen, and to listen to the next instruction so that you're able to do it. And too often, um, and I, I know this, and probably many of the listeners uh, know this too. <laughs> you cut off, and everyone starts yammering, and then um, you give instruction, and then people put up their hand uh -huh. and ask you the question that you've just explained. Uh -huh. and, it, and there's nothing more frustrating, I think, to a conductor than that. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think if people use their ears a lot more, uh, they would, they would see greater results and, and in both ways while they're singing, mm -hmm. listening to the people around them and to the entire ensemble and also, um, uh, when they're given, given instructions. Yeah. yeah. I know that, uh, from my own personal experience, I found that frustrating, not only as, as someone that does, I don't do as much coaching with choral work, choral groups, but when I do, um, it is, it is, it's when your section isn't rehearsing something that they all start in with a big conversation and they sound like a bunch of chirping birds. Yes. And I remember, I can't remember which, which conductor it was or which professional I was working with, but they made it very clear that, uh, it's important for other sections to listen to the instruction that's being given to the other yes. part because it probably affects you somehow. Yes. And yeah. just because the, the conductor is talking to the basses or the tenors or whatever, um, it's that information does apply to you. You may Definitely. need to know what's going on. One thing that, that was helpful, though, and this is probably good for any um, other choral conductors or conductors that are, are listening to this at all, um, one of one of the, the the founding members of the Harbor Town Sound, along with myself, um, was a uh, a teacher who has now become uh, became a principal and now is is kind of working for the board of education. Um, but uh, he he gave me some advice that was really interesting, and he said, you know, whenever something goes really really well, or really really badly, so the extremes. People need to talk, and people Ooh. will talk. And he said, sometimes you have to give them a little bit of a chance to enjoy the excitement and to, to talk to their neighbor quickly. Say, oh, was that amazing? Or, <laughs> wow, that was bad. You know, whatever the case may be. And so 
it's trying to find, I think as a, as a conductor, it's trying to find the balance to allow people to have an opportunity to express themselves, um, but at the same time, be able to round them up and, and attack whatever happened. Fix the problem or Ex celebrate. Or, or celebrate. And, and it's okay to take a moment out of a rehearsal to absolutely to celebrate something amazing that has happened because that's going to help these people do it again and again and again because mm -hmm. that's what you want, mm -hmm. you know, as opposed to always uh, telling them what you don't want. Wow. Sometimes I, it's important to you tell them what, what you want. You know what? I, so. I would have... I had that I never thought about that. But yeah. you're right. You you do you especially if it's a great moment, right? You yeah. So the, yeah, Ted Ted the Ted Byers who was the fellow was was telling me about this and and basically classroom mentality and sometimes he high school right. you know so it's right. very close to adult yes. and uh, he said you know sometimes people get excited and they need to they need to talk and that's okay yeah. it's how can you limit it right right how you so it's it enough for people to express themselves. Not too much, not too little. That yeah. is a great. Thank so that you that was for huge. That, that yeah. yeah, thank you for that. I think oh, that's my a pleasure. wonderful tip. Now, um, the other thing that came up, and I, I again, I I thought this was a really interesting point, is that in addition to making a commitment, obviously, to your chorus. Yes. Um, and one of the complaints that I've heard from some of my adult singers before um, is, you know, uh, the um, bringing people, basically supporting the choir, um, yes. you know, inviting people, bringing people out to concerts, selling tickets, um, fundraising, and you know, it is, uh, it is an important part of most, so. of most, like uh, most choirs are not yes. for profit organizations, and they don't function without that kind of fundraising. 100%. So, um, but, but. Sometimes people don't want to be part of that. You want to yeah, motivate them to change that? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really tough. I mean, I, I can totally appreciate that um, for some it's very difficult. I mean, with our chorus now, uh, we're very fortunate. We have uh, just about 100 members. Um, and so when, when we put on a production, you know, it doesn't take many to sell tickets to, to sell out or things like that. Saying that though, um, we weren't always this large, mm. and and it's taken years to grow to the size that we are, and um, we did have trouble. Uh, the further people live away, so we have mm. some people that commute uh, from Toronto. We have wow. a couple from Peterborough who come <laughs> out. It's crazy, and for them, it's much harder to sell tickets because right. obviously their families and friends live so much further away. Um, but generally. The way I look at it is this, if you love this, if this is something that you absolutely love, chances are you would want to share that love mm -hmm. with other people. Um, for instance, I have a lot of friends who love to golf. And <laughs> whenever I get together with them, I don't golf at all, but whenever I get together with them, I have to hear stories about <laughs> some, their golf game. <laughs> right. And you know, but they also hear stories about my choruses or, or right. whatever's going on. And, you know, with golf, no one really asks someone, hey, do you want to go to the driving range and watch me golf? But, <laughs> but you know, with, with singing and with, with choirs and choruses, there's no reason why you can't ask, you know, people um, and everyday people, maybe someone that you see at the supermarket every week, maybe, <laughs> you know, just to say, hey, why don't you come out or support your, your chorus or choir in a different way. Maybe it's uh, they have posters and you're able to, 
um, go around the city or, or, or town that you're in and post them up. But, you know, if, if you love what you're doing, wouldn't you want to share that with other people? Mm -hmm. And wouldn't you want other people to get the same enjoyment um, out of it that you do? And some people get enjoyment by doing, mm -hmm. by being part of the choir or chorus, and some people get enjoyment by supporting right. and going out. And I think some people are a little afraid to ask sometimes. Oh, absolutely. Um, and, and I get that. Uh, but email is your best friend. Social you know, media. Use social media, yeah. use email, use Facebook, Twitter, whatever you, you use. Mm. Um, and, and start talking to people. I think if, you, if you're passionate about it and you believe in it, there's, there's nothing to be scared of. Um, but choirs definitely need funding and fundraising. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, working with professional musicians costs money. Yeah. And if you want great leadership, it's probably going to cost a little bit of money. Yeah. Um, and uh, the biggest fundraisers that we have in our chorus are the concerts that we do. We mm -hmm. do other fundraisers, but nothing brings in uh, more money and more joy for everybody than our, than our concerts. Yeah. yeah, I I I uh, I forget who said this to me. You know, um, uh, it, it, and it was along these lines where you know the the biggest, you know, this most stressful thing about being in the choir was all the extra work that had to be done. And I remember somebody saying, "Well, you know, there's nothing worse than singing to no one, right? You put all this time and effort, exactly. and you you are working so hard, creating beautiful sounds, showing up for rehearsals, and big day comes, and uh, you got nobody nothing. there, and that." I don't think there's anything worse oh, than that. Oh, it's a horrible feeling. We, uh, as a small anecdote, we we did very early in our career as a chorus, very early, must have been year one or two, um, we were hired to do a special performance for a teacher who was receiving an award. And I won't tell you where or <laughs> what or anything like that. And it's so many years ago. But um, we, we did this performance and we showed up at the school and the person who had contacted us uh, came out and was very flustered and we we're what's wrong and they said um, we forgot to put the invitation <gasps> list out to all the other teachers and so the person who was receiving the award was there with their family in a, a 400 seat auditorium oh. And then the people running it, so there was seven people in the oh audience, and they hired us, and here we are on stage, <laughs> <laughs> and we end up performing for seven people, people. Oh. and it was a horrible, and they were so appreciative, but and it was still. a horrible experience. We, I mean, for us it was horrible because we felt so badly, right. and also... You know, you're trying to give a performance that's worthy of three or four hundred people. Yes, yes. You know, the energy <laughs> transfer of us going out, and then usually the applause coming back. There's an energy, and it and it was, uh, I mean, to this day, the people who did that, we joke about it, and and it, it's a funny thing. But at the time, it was uh, not so. Funny. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, sell tickets. Um, and, and, and but we we also try and make things fun. You know, we have some people in the chorus that are great salesmen, mm. so they'll actually write a script, uh, and not a sales script for the phone, but uh, a, a, a script for um, uh, email, 
you oh, know, so, wonderful. so this will be sent out and it's, it's a nice script and it's done. So, you know, we get people that are good at that nice. and, and, uh, uh, that has helped a ton. So, wow. so, you know, things like that really do help. Yeah. People might not realize that some of their day-to-day skills could be used really and, and a wonderful part and, and really 100%. help the organization. Yeah. And you might be tied to Probus or Rotary or other yeah. organizations that, that you can then utilize um, uh, to help sell tickets. And, oh, and yeah, uh, that's a great you know, idea. Uh, at the beginning, we used to say, you know, every man has to sell 10 tickets. That's the goal. And at some point, you can trade. You know, uh-huh. you, you're given 10 tickets, and then at you know, some point through the ticket selling session, if other people may want more. Yeah. Um, nowadays, we just let it go, and we organize is so great. It's, it's we're fortunate that yeah. way, but it is a very integral part, and maybe more than anything, know what you signed up for. Mm. Find mm-hmm. out the expectations of you as a chorister before mm-hmm. joining. Right. So if if there's an expectation to sell tickets, you probably should know that. Yeah. If there's an expectation to you know, have your music uh, learned by a certain date, you probably should know all of those things going in. Yeah. As opposed to it being thrown at you and you go, I don't know what to do, you know? Yeah, that came up a lot. I think, I think under uh, that, knowing your music or being able to review your music on your own uh, was one of the big comments. And I know it always falls under, uh, and I know I deal with this when, when, I'm, when I have adults come to me sometimes, is they're very concerned that they, they can't read music. Mm-hmm. And, and I always, I, I think too, and just this is a private teacher moment here, I think people don't really understand reading music doesn't necessarily mean that you have perfect pitch, meaning you can, you can see the note and you know what it sounds like. That's not reading music. Yeah. I always tell my adults and, and all my students, it, can you read the map in front of you and follow along? Yes. And, and, and I yes. think a lot of adults, you know, um, uh, they, they can. They, could, they know what a bar they line is. It they out. can figure yeah. it out. So it's not necessarily about ha- being an amazing sight singer Correct. or having perfect pitch. Like very few people on this planet do. Dude, do I, I don't. I don't I have, either. I have pretty good relative pitch. Yes, me too. But, that's but, the uh, training that's but Yeah, me. but I don't really... I, I, I don't have perfect pitch. And, and I think of it as a curse. Sorry <gasps> for anyone out there that has perfect pitch. But... Uh, all these people um, are going to flock to your website. Yeah. Well, that's okay. How dare you? Well, you know, in this in the style of when you when you talk about a cappella singing, um, there's pitch shifts, yes. you know, and and uh, uh, so you know, for people that have perfect pitch, they have a hard time drifting. Mm-hmm. If and if the whole chorus is drifting in sharp or drifting flat, isn't it a better skill to be to able to go follow. with them yeah. rather than oh I'll just. It goes back to that. It goes back to the first, the diva. What's, you know, someone kind of belting through is just as bad as someone um, uh, not going with the ensemble and and kind of doing their own thing. So in my world, perfect pitch doesn't help. (laughs) So, so if for for say a chorister or somebody that's interested in choral singing, they're not, you know, they're not a great music reader. Sure. But uh, like, how would you, because you, you are Harbortown Sound, they don't have to be uh, trained musicians not at all but what are your expectations and how do you encourage your singers to learn their own part so we have a we have some resources that help a lot so obviously we have the sheet music for all of the songs that we perform and sing Um, in addition uh, almost every song we have we have a a learning track and a learning track is uh, usually 
Uh, they have a four-part mix because mm-hmm. almost all of the, the music that we do is four parts so that they can hear that all together. And then they have part predominant uh, mm-hmm. so that they can hear their part. Now, some of the tracks also have left and right. So they'll put uh, their oh. person's part in the right and others in the left so that you could actually turn your part up mm-hmm. or turn your part off and sing against those other parts mm-hmm. to see how well you know it. So we have that. We also, because we memorize our music, that's mm. that's part of what we do, because we're more of a performing chorus than what uh, your typical stand and sing kind mm-hmm. of choir. Um, and, and because of that, um, uh, we also do things like note reviews. So we have some section oh, leaders, and nice. people will uh, record little portions mm. of the song. Section leader will review it. Um, to give them some feedback. So nice. we we try and incorporate different tools and use technology to our advantage as yeah. much as we can. Um, but, uh, you know, our, our goal is to find some performing and musical excellence um, in the style that we sing and, mm-hmm. and uh, what we do in, in a cappella. And uh, so it's uh, these things are really important to us. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we have we have some people in the chorus who are fabulous musicians. We have uh, a high school music teacher who who played bass uh, uh, with uh, professionally for wow. many years. We have um, uh, you know everything under the sun: doctors, lawyers. Uh, we have uh, students. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know every age group. It doesn't seem to matter. Mm-hmm. It's, we all come together for the mm-hmm. love of music, but. Mm-hmm. I'd say that more than 50% of our course could not read music. They they understand the map because mm-hmm. we help teach that. Mm-hmm. Um, but many of them would not be able to even plunk their note out on a piano right. properly. Um, but that's why we have other learning right. tools that we feel are, are mm-hmm. hugely beneficial. And I think a lot of choirs are moving that direction. I think so. Um, you know, I think that there are a lot of people that... There's an old school guard of a lot of choral educators right. who I think look down upon these methods. Yeah. Uh, but the way I look at it is that we are bringing more people into music and, and changing more lives mm. through singing and music than if they had to rely on sight reading. Because if they did, then they just wouldn't do this. No. <laughs> and what a waste because some of these people's voices are incredible Mm -hmm. and it would be such a waste for them not to be singing right so i kind of look at it as uh, great community Mm -hmm. great uh, togetherness Mm -hmm. and uh, it is building musicality and musicians one by one Um, it's just going to be a different uh, different level of musician than maybe choirs in the past right and 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 that's great right because it is about including people and and you're i agree with you i think there's a lot of people out there that have phenomenal voices and for whatever reason, maybe, yeah, they, they didn't learn music or music theory or, or they had the opportunity to sight sing and, and it, they shouldn't be excluded. They're, well, and, and to learn those skills are... That's a uh, lifetime. It's, it's hard. It's I a mean, lifetime. It took many, me years yeah, to learn Yeah, and many stuff. of us learned them also at a young age uh-huh. and it was easier. You know, now when you have, you know, I know I, I have a, a family um, and to try and, and, and job and, and to try and learn new skills at that level mm-hmm. is very difficult. Mm-hmm. So, you know, but most people have a commute. Yes. Most people could throw yes. a CD or an MP3 player in their car. Yeah. Or use their smartphones. Use their phones, the, record it, yep. whatever the case may be, and play it. Mm-hmm. So it's easier for most people to listen to a learning track mm-hmm. 
for what we say is minimum of 20 minutes a day, six days a week, which mm -hmm. is two hours. Right. Or um, uh, then to learn how to sight read properly, right. <laughs> which is brutal. Yeah. Um, there's saying that. There are some wonderful tools online, mm -hmm. uh, musictheory.net. I mm -hmm. push so many people to uh, to learn music theory mm -hmm. and uh, interval training, things like that. And there's other uh, great tools, apps, things like yeah. that, that to help sight singing. Yeah, there's but, so much. But uh, it still takes so long. Yeah, it does. Yeah. And, and and that's great that you you're utilizing those those tools. Yeah. Um, now, uh, just a few more things. And, yeah, and of course. I I follow you guys, the Harbor Town Sound, on Facebook. So, uh, and you really have a great community. You really we have really great do. camaraderie. We're, yes. You guys do some really fun stuff so first of all you started to tell me about this and i i i have to say i i love it first of all you have fines we have fines yeah you have fines so, for so, bad bad <laughs> core, chorus bad members chorus etiquette so we we decided uh there was a meme that kind of went out that had all these things that you would do as a okay. chorister and there are fines attached to it okay and you I, have to send me that and i'm going to post it on the i'll on have the to thing. find it I'll okay have to find, find it. it send it so to me because i love it and it made us laugh but um, we realize that there are certain things that happen during the rehearsal that really bother the bulk of the membership. Um, and uh, years ago, there were, I mean, I, I heard about people having fines that everyone had to wear a name badge. And if you didn't bring your name badge, you would have a fine. We don't do that because we thought that was ridiculous. But um, we just have a fine and it just came in last week. We voted all together um, that if someone's cell phone goes off, it's five dollar fine, and someone You're suggested you be a millionaire. Someone suggested it should be five dollars <laughs> per ring. Oh, uh, so we we're laughing, but uh, the reason is is because um, you can put your phone on silent. Yeah, there there's so many oper other things that you can do. Mm -hmm. um, we did say that look, if there was a true emergency, meaning that you knew ahead of time that something may happen, and just inform the leadership. Right. And you may want to stand at the side as opposed to <laughs> right in the middle. But, but um, yeah, so if a phone rings, it's going to be five bucks. Nice. And uh, we have something called an angel fund, which helps uh, choristers in the chorus uh, if, uh, uh, if we're going on a trip, if we're doing a, mm. um, a, a certain event that costs money and they have trouble affording, or even our annual dues, uh, the angel fund helps them. Wow. And so we've decided that the $5 will go towards the angel fund. So, so it's for a good cause. Yeah. And so everybody should turn their phones on later. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> uh, to tell you the truth, we only, uh, lately it's been an issue. Uh, and that's why I think it's come to right. this. But I would suggest that it generally isn't an issue. I mean, the, by lately it's an issue. We've had a phone go off every rehearsal for the last few, oh. but once. It's not like many, right. many times. But, but we still think that this is a good rule. Yeah, so. I, I think that's a brilliant rule. I think yeah. anybody listening to that is probably thinking, hmm, I think I could uh, do this. And I'm sure there are other What fines. about late? If somebody's late, do they have to pay a fine? No. Oh, you were too nice. No, we're nice. And part of the reason is because we have people that come from so far. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, and, you know, people are trying their best. Right. We, we always assume... I mean, even at rehearsal, I, I try not to ever get frustrated or too frustrated because no one comes to rehearsal going, you know what, today I'm going to sing wrong notes <laughs> or I'm going to sing flat. I want to sing flat today. Today is flat day. Today is flat day. Everyone is there for the same purpose, right. and that's to do their best and to 
to enjoy and, and in a lot of ways get away from mm-hmm. whatever else is going on in their life. So the last thing they need is me barking at them. Fair so enough. So we, we try and I always give people the benefit of the doubt. Nice. Yeah. You're yeah. nicer than I am. If they're late consistently, uh, they might get talked to. Okay. Just to say like, hey, what's going on? Yes. Um, and that happens time to time or if they're absent for a while or whatever the case may be. But most people are pretty courteous. Right. Well, yeah. that's nice to hear. Yeah. Now, the other thing I wanted uh, just to talk to you briefly, and we're going to wrap up soon. And again, thank you so much for oh, your time. Oh, my pleasure. But I would love for you to share your organization is really starting to get involved in outreach, community outreach, and, and, different, and, things, yeah. and different things. And I think, uh, I think this is really exciting and very magical and yeah. awesome and and good for you so can you just tell everybody just kind of what kind of stuff you're your definitely group is doing? so um about a year uh maybe a year and a half a year ago um we had a couple members in the chorus who decided that they wanted to put a concert together and the concert was called harmony is healing hmm. and the uh the the concept of the concert was to raise money uh for cancer uh Basically, one was a specific place where one of the members had been uh, 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 basically getting help from. There, there was three different areas, mm-hmm. cancer areas, where, where this money was, was put to. And uh, it was up in Kitchener, Waterloo, um, at the university there. And we had a great concert, and uh, our chorus was a featured performer on that concert. And uh, recently, um, I had the misfortune of losing my dad to mm-hmm. cancer and uh just this past summer and i guess when things like that happen you start to reflect on what can you do to change other people's lives because what i do as a musician affects my life and it affects the people that i work with hopefully i'm bringing them some joy and and they're getting joy from the organization and then when we perform obviously it brings joy but what can we do that's um bigger and better and even just today I had a meeting at Carpenter Hospice and uh, I got one of our um, members is a doctor there mm-hmm. and uh, he put me in touch with the music therapist mm-hmm. and so we had talked about a concept called Harmony is Healing and what it will do is it will have a small group of guys from our chorus uh, go out to uh, Carpenter Hospice in Burlington uh, but look at also um, long-term care facilities mm-hmm. and other hospices in this area, uh, Hamilton, Burlington area, and uh, put on mini performances uh, because the, the performances are not just for the patients, but of course also for families, everyone else, yeah. family and, and friends, who caregivers. And uh, so we're looking at this program right now um, and uh, hopefully starting this program. And, and our hope is to... Uh, work alongside some music therapists and find music that is going to be appropriate and uh, uh, uplifting and and just good for the soul and to to hopefully make a difference in in these people's lives who truly need it mm-hmm. a lot the most and yeah. and possibly the most right now in our society and and so once the program is up and running and we feel really confident with it um, the next step is to uh, we have the label harmony is healing because we sing in harmony, mm-hmm. you know, and the next step is actually to talk to other choruses and choirs, and to say this is what we've done, and here is all the information. We'd like to Wonderful. give this to you 
so that that we can start making differences across communities mm -hmm. um, uh, all across Ontario Canada United States the world um, where uh, music and community is once again uh, together nice. uh, because that's something that I think that that we've we've lost in North America mm -hmm. a lot is the community of music and how much music and other art forms as well but you know, I'm I'm a music guy, so right. that's what we're doing, <laughs> and and how music can can bring us together and uh, create more joy, and uh, more togetherness, and I think that's something that that we are lacking, mm -hmm. and something that that our organization can at least help with, and start with, and uh, down the road, uh, hopefully we see a lot more of this kind of thing happening in communities all over the place so, so, so cool. it's just the beginning that's so inspiring yeah. thank you so much now just a little plug because i i noticed that harbortown sound you guys are doing a concert coming up at the burlington performing arts center we are. with the symphony so so we have a, a this season is going to be insane for us okay uh, this so, is so great yeah, so i'm going to put all the links yeah, on our site do. and 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 make sure that people know yeah. to follow up with you but tell us about the so this so big no this yeah, November show. November twenty eighth is our first show, and it's our Christmas show. It's always huge, mm -hmm. crazy, and fun. Uh, last year, uh, it sold out two shows there. Wow. Um, we've been told that we're the only act that has rented this theater that has actually sold out any show, never mind two. <laughs> and uh, so we're back and doing our crazy stuff, um, and that's November twenty eighth, and then on February the fourteenth. Um, we are doing a special concert. We are guests of Symphony on the Bay. Right. And uh, we're just doing a few songs as part of their, their concert series. Mm. Um, but of course, February 14th, it's all about love and romance. <laughs> so we're going to have some fun with that and bring our kind of stamp to yeah. the to the, the stage. Um, and we're, uh, we're in the talks uh, of uh, doing something with the Burlington Concert Band in the mm. future. No date set, but um, we definitely want to do that. And then our annual show is, uh, annual spring show, spring concert, is in May. And I, I think it's the 14th, but uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll have to look. But I, I know it's right around, my schedule is like right here. I see the phone. I've been. Oh, it's off. I I was smart. I turned you my. Turned your phone look off. at that. Okay. I turned it off. Like a good chorister should. I was gonna but, find uh, you five dollars. But I'll I'll time. tell you. But I'll give you uh, the dates there. But uh, so we have a really busy season, and uh, uh, we're really excited about these new opportunities and partnerships with other organizations in our community, and especially the symphony, because uh, um, one of these days I think that we would love to to see us do a performance with the symphony. That so would be amazing. perform and sing yeah. with them while mm -hmm. they're playing. And uh, uh, I think for me, that would be a highlight as a, as a conductor Absolutely. as well. So Absolutely. yeah. Well, Jordan, um, thank you so much. My uh, this has been just a fantastic interview. Uh, anybody out there who is thinking of joining a choir is going to go and join a choir after hearing you. Cool. And I think for choral directors who are working with, uh, with, and really it doesn't matter what age, I think no. you've given some great insight cool. and, and some, 
some great ideas. I think a lot of people are going to remember to turn their phones off. <laughs> or lose five bucks or every lose time. Five bucks. Yeah. Uh, but thank you so much for your time. So on our website, I'm going to link your personal website, which is cool. the... Complete... Well, I have a whole bunch of stuff. You so have a whole I'll, bunch of stuff. I'll, right. I'll, I'll, I'll so, uh, email you all of those. Wonderful, wonderful. So, yeah. And again, so this is Nikki from Full Voice Music talking to Jordan Travis and uh, wishing everybody happy singing. And again, Jordan, thank you so much oh, for your time. Oh, my pleasure. Just wonderful to talk to you. My pleasure. Thank you so much. All the best. You have been listening to the Full Voice Podcast. For more information and free teacher resources, please visit our website at www.thefullvoice.com. Made by Canoe Music. Canoe Music.ca